with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Well, tonight is a big night because I have some friends out from Tennessee. Are you living out in Tennessee as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We have some friends out from Tennessee, and I have my wife in studio, which is actually a huge deal because considering the fact that we have triplets, Crystal gets out not so much. Not so much. <laughs> Thank you for being <laughs> but here. But I'm out. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. And also, we launched on two new stations. We are now on KVNG 91.1 FM in Casa Grande, Arizona, and KYHWLP 94.7 FM in Grande, uh, what is it? Gardenville, Nevada. So that is awesome to be out. Now we're actually on 50 stations total in 16 states. So it's just cool to see what God does. You know, you start with one station and you go, okay, God, I'm going to be faithful with this one station and we're going to give it all we got. And then next thing you know, one station after another starts hearing about it and it starts growing. And this whole show is to disciple people, to meet people where they're at. Sometimes you just need to hear a word. Maybe you're struggling with different things that are going on in your life or you're, you know, you're questioning your faith or maybe you have a question about faith and who Jesus is. This is why this show exists. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in every Saturday night. And you know you can get the past shows at ryan-reese.com and all of my past Bible studies that I teach at Shine at Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs on Sunday night at 6 o'clock, which is also a way to get discipled. And you know, this last week we went to uh, we went to Chino High School, and then we went to Downey, and then we went to Montclair, and we've been having great success as we've been just going to meet with these public high schools and meet with these students and doing these uh, lunch events. We've literally been filling the gymnasiums. We'll have up to like four to 500 uh, kids per event. Sometimes we do double lunches, and what we do is we go in and we give the gospel. We just let them know that Jesus created them with a purpose and that the everything that the world f- uh, fills their mind with, with drugs and the music industries telling them that just hook up with chicks and watch porn and just get yours, make money and live this empty life, which I lived for, I think like 18 years. But after telling them that this is all fake, it's all phony and that God created them with this purpose. And I tell them about Jesus Christ dying on the cross for their sins. And then I ask them if they want to receive Jesus Christ. And as they all come up, literally the whole place is coming forward. And we, um, I just lead them in a prayer to receive Jesus. We ask for the Holy Spirit to come down, that power from heaven, to baptize them and to set them free of their drug addiction, to set them free of you know, them struggling with their identity of who they are and if they're trans gender, homosexual, pansexual, all these, all this confusion that Satan has been confusing these kids with. We let them know that God can set them free of that and show them who they are in Jesus Christ and give them that new life that they were created for. So it's been awesome. And you know, I know some of you guys have been partnering with us. You guys have been doing that 10 month uh, monthly giving, continue to do that. Um, this is how we're actually reaching these kids. It's, it's, you know, it's not, it's just by the widow's might, you know, you, you join with us, uh, 10 bucks a month. It's like, I think it's like two lattes, right? At Starbucks, (laughs) two lattes, two lattes a month will allow us to go into high schools and continue going into the public school system. I had some of my friends here talking to us tonight about how we get into the public school system. It's very simple. We go in through the Christian club. You guys are the doorway. We go in and then we 
take it from there. We set up the full concert. We give the gospel, and it's a done deal. So please join us. Not only if you don't want to give 10 bucks a month, at least pray for us that the strongholds will be broken and that more doors will open for us to get into more high schools. We want to tour across the United States as God opens the doors, but the birth pains of revival are breaking out in the public school system. This is not Christian schools. This is the public school system. So join us. Get more information at the whosoevers.com. So thank you guys for listening and being a part of the show tonight. Like I said, I have some very special guests in studio. I have, I'm going to introduce you first, Angie, okay. because I've known you the longest. All right. I have Angie Colossen. She's in studio. She's from the I Am Second Ministry. A lot of you guys have uh, seen um, these, these amazing films. I would say this about I Am Second. I Am Second does the best films for testimonies hands down in the Christian world. Cause when you can start dabbling in the Christian world, there's a lot of stuff that's corny, kind of cheesy. I am second is so on point personally with the whole testimony films. And you can find more about I am second at I am second.com. It is a movement meant to inspire people of all kinds to live out God, live for God and for others. That's right. That's right. And you can find Ryan Reese's story on I'm Second. That's right. I have one. And it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm Second. We tell stories. And, you know, you're talking about these kids in high schools and different things that are going on. We all have a story. And, and sometimes the darkness is not... Um, a result of consequences and, and of what's going on. It's the result in that we're believing in the wrong story about who we are. And so I'm second likes to tell the true story. And so we find people who will tell the true story about who they are in Christ and who have, they have found themselves to be in Christ and through Christ and not in the lies of the world. And so, um, yeah, it's a it's told in a very beautiful way. Our storytellers are artists who tell stories in the most beautiful way, avant-garde, and just um, very authentic way, as you did when you sat in the chair. They all told monologue style in a white chair, and and you know, short film. So you can find all those stories on imsecond.com. You'll probably find someone you know on there when yeah. you go to the website. Na- name a couple people that are on there that, that people Brian Head Welch, mm-hmm. Ryan Reese. Um, then we have, gosh, help me, Christian Hosoy. Um, well, you have the Duck Dynasty guys. Duck Dynasty guys. Bethany Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Josh Turner, country singer. We have Sean Johnson, Olympian. We have Scott Hamilton, Olympian. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yeah. The list goes on, on and, and on. on. And and every single story, Annie Lobert from um, um, Hookers for Christ. I love her. Yeah. Uh, you have so many amazing stories on there. And I'm telling you right now, if you want to share with someone, you know, this is what I love. Because sometimes when, when, you go into, when you're trying to reach out to people in, in culture that are not believers, that are jaded by religion, you can't just come off preaching to them. And what I've noticed is that story, that testimony, we all have them, but the testimony mm-hmm. is the Jesus 101. That's like the introduction. Yeah, yeah. Like my friends that are not Christians, <clears throat> I'll send them an I Am Second film just as an introduction. I'm like, dude, just listen to this guy's story. Yeah. And then what happens is the Holy Spirit shows up as he always does and then starts drawing them. There, We have a cool story on there right now about um, the new Transformers movie is getting ready to come out. Remy Adelecki, he's a former Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL, is on the website. And so you're going to be hearing a lot about him in the entertainment industry with you know in the future. So Remy Adelecki is another great film to watch. 
And oh. there's that other one, Malice. Yeah. No Malice. No Malice. He was a Malice. He was a rapper. Mm -hmm. And then he became No Malice after he got saved. And that's actually a, a rad film you guys did too. That was a, a unique film of its of its kind that, that went to the whole hip hop industry exactly. as well. Exactly. You guys just got a lot of, I'm honored to be a part of what you guys. We're honored to have you, Ryan. We're honored that you represent us in all that you do. And, you know, just personally, I'm very proud of what you're doing and how, gosh, what a difference. And if we can all just, and it's, I've used this before, but um, I grew up on a farm ranch and I remember my dad would come in and from the fields and sometimes my kids, when they were out playing in the fields during sowing season. And as I do laundry, you know, some of these seeds would fall out of their pockets. I'd empty their pockets before I threw them and these seeds would fall out. And one day, a couple of years ago, I was thinking, gosh, I don't want to live my life with seeds left in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I sow every seed that the Lord has given me the opportunity to sow. And you're sowing a lot of seeds. You and Crystal both are. So keep living your life that way. Keep pressing on. And I challenge everyone out there, sow the seeds. You've got them in your pocket. God, you have a purpose for being here. And that's the that's the call. I'm sorry, I was getting all teared up thinking about this whole thing, but that's that's the call that we have in our lives, mm -hmm. is that we got to reach people for Christ. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that matters. We're, God gave us the great commission. We need to go out and and baptize them and make disciples, and that's what we do. We have to get throw out those seeds, and these seeds that we we sow is it's these films that yeah. we're that we're posting through social media. It's it's loving people into the kingdom. We have to do this because I I, I know I don't want to say but I don't know about you guys, but I know about you guys. We believe that hell is real, mm -hmm. and we if we really believe that, then we should wish that no one will go there. And if we really do believe in hell, then we're going to do everything we can to reach as many people for Christ as possible. And the fact that where I, you know, my story, where I've come from, I've come out of the darkness, out of the pit, and I've had an encounter with the living God and he has transformed my life. Yeah. And because of that, I want to dedicate my life to doing that. And it's, that's not just for me. I mean, you could be just like Willis and, and grow up in the Christian church and only know that. And, and it's the same. We have a love for God and we all have the great commission, no matter where you come from. I wish I went down his route and didn't have to go down the dark route. But our call in life is to reach as many people for Christ. So I thank you for doing what you guys do. It's awesome. Yeah, it's joy. It's fun. <laughs> and now... We have Willis John. Now, see, I got tears in my eyes. I can't now. I have problems reading, and I have tears in my eyes. Here we go. Let's do this all over again. Here we have Willis Johnson in studio. He's the founder of Copart, uh, author of Junk to Gold, and Tackle the App. So, tell me this: Where'd you grow up? I uh, grew up in Arkansas, Solomon Springs, Arkansas, on a, on a dairy. Tell us a little bit about that. All growing up on a dairy, well, <laughs> up every morning at 4 o'clock, milking cows and dropping them milk off the pet creamery and then going to school and coming back and milking cows. So I'm, I really don't know much about sports because I was always milking cows or baling hay. But it was a good learning experience as a kid, even though I had to work all the time. It gave me good work at worth ethics as I grew up. And I knew what I didn't want to do. I don't want to milk cows. That is good. <laughs> That's good. That's actually good. Yeah, good work ethic. All right, in your book, you talk a lot about your dad. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how he influenced, brought success. 
brought you brought your success. I'm sorry. Well, I was I was I like uh, Ryan said. I was lucky. I was born into a Christian family, and uh, I didn't go through the hard times. Uh, I was always a believer from a child, and uh, I just always lived my life that way because that's the way the family was. And it's it's kind of like uh, going to church every Sunday and doing our thing. And my dad uh, grew up in, the, in back in the depression, and he had to quit school when he was in the sixth grade, so he never learned how to read, but he was a real smart man about starting companies. So as I grew up, dad, when he would build a company and keep it for about a year, year and a half until it got big enough that there was eight of us kids that we couldn't uh, run the company. So he would auction it off and start another company. So we went from raising chickens to milking cows to, to having a lumber yard to pushing snow to putting underground piping in, just all kinds of industries we went through. So I got a lot of education from my father, and that's why I said lessons I've learned. Uh, I always remember back when my father taught me all that stuff, how to do stuff. So I'm I'm just all around Joe. I can pretty much fix anything. I can pretty much do whatever. I'm a pretty good handyman. And so uh, when I got home from Vietnam, uh, my dad always worked for himself. Um, uh, I decided that I didn't need to get a job from nobody. I just need to work for myself. So I started my own comp- small wrecking yard, and I grew it from there. Now, was that, that wrecking yard, was that here in L.A.? No, it was up in uh, Sacramento. Okay. It's Rancho Cordova. Um, I got back, and um, when I first got back, I, needed, I didn't have no money. So um, I went to work for Safeway and worked there for about six months to a year and I did the GI Bill to go to school, mm-hmm. and I only went to college for about six months. And uh, I thought I thought I was smarter than the college professors, so I quit and went to work for myself. And uh, I had bought our house on the GI Bill, so I sold the house and bought a wrecking yard, and we moved out to the wrecking yard, uh, like Stanford and Sons. And mm-hmm. um, then uh, I started crushing cars and buying junk cars and. Uh, crushing them and hauling them to the smelter and selling off car parts. And uh, I couldn't compete with all the other big auto dismantlers in the area, so I specialized in just Chrysler, Dodge, and Plymouth because nobody really wanted to dismantle them kind of cars. So I seen an edge in that, so that's what I started buying and dismantling, and all the other dismantlers and body shops started calling me for the parts. So the company started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And as it did, I was reading in a magazine about – Taiwan making aftermarket sheet metal uh, for uh, Chevy pickups and Ford pickups and stuff like that. So I uh, jumped on an airplane and flew to Taiwan and made a deal to ship in Fender's aftermarket sheet metal in because a new Chevy pickup Fender was like $240 and I could buy one for $15 in, no in Taiwan. No way. So there was a big markup. So I shipped out container loads from Taiwan to here and started wholesaling it to all the other dismantlers. And then when I was there, I seen Modine Radiator made radiators over there, and I could buy them for $0.10 on a dollar. So I shipped them in and opened up a company called Today Radiator. And it was everything wrapped around the dismantling business. And then some gentleman down here in Southern California opened up a a self-service wrecking yard, which was called Pick Apart. And I came down and seen the parking lot was really full. People were paying 50 cents to get in. And I stood in a parking lot because I had a three-acre parking lot. And I said, whatever's selling behind the fence, that's what I want to do. So I went back and opened up a company called You Pull It and built a chain of You Pull It Wrecking Yards, which I still own the You Pull It Wrecking Yards in England. 
uh, but I sold the the chain here to Snitcher Steel, and uh, I used to buy all my cars from auto auctions. And a gentleman owned the auto auctions. I become good friends with him because I was there buying cars every week. Um, then a gentleman down here in Southern California took his uh, dealer auction, a salvage auction, public. And I got his perspectives, and I didn't know what that was. I didn't know nothing about taking the company public, but I read the perspectives. I must have read it four or five, six times, and I said, I can't find nothing in his perspectives that where he has to pay the money back. I thought he went to Wall Street, he raised $20 million, but there's nothing that says he has to pay it back. So I thought that was cool. So I lined myself up to take my company public, and uh, we did. Uh, I took on some investors, VCs, for about one year, and a year later, I took it public. And uh, part of the deal was to sell off all my wrecking yards, my U-pull yards, my parts houses, and my radiator companies, and just concentrate on Copart. And I did, and once I got the money from Wall Street, the $20 million that I raised, I started acquiring or building a yard every six weeks for 18 years across America, Canada, and then we rolled across the, uh, England, and now we're, we're in like 12 or 14 countries. We're the largest salvage auction company in the world today. That's amazing. Um, we sell a car every three seconds somewhere in the United States or around the world. So it's a lot of wrecked cars out there, and so we handle them. And uh, then I stepped down about, um, I guess about seven years ago, I stepped down as a CEO. Uh, my wife got cancer, uh, mm. breast cancer, and I was in England, rolling England out. And uh, when she called me, I flew home that night, got a red eye, and called my president and said, uh, I'm going to give you a year because I didn't work this hard my whole life to lose my, mess, my best friend. Yeah. So uh, I, I retired after... Um, she had an operation, so I gave him two years. So he's promoted everybody, and he took the company over. So I'm still the biggest shareholder, and I'm still the chairman of the board. But I retired, and then that kind of led into um, not being too busy. I was kind of collecting some old cars and working with some cattle, beef cattle, not milk cows. And uh, <laughs> um, kind of was just just not really doing a whole lot, and uh I met a, a friend of mine, uh, Greg McCollum, and I kept telling the guys, don't don't tell me anything that I got to invest in because I don't want to invest nothing. I don't want to work. And he was telling me about, he was traveling around putting in Walmarts, and he was tired of traveling. So he, um, we was having breakfast one day, and he was telling about his ideal about um, handyman business. And so I said, that's a good business. You can make a decent living at that. And I went home that night, and I got on the Internet, and I seen that every town had handymen. So we met again, and uh, we kind of overlaid the, uh, the Uber concept onto the handyman business. Because I had not been around Uber since I'd retired. I didn't know nothing about the Uber Lyft concept. Uh, and it's a new concept, and it's going across America, and it still is. Uh, but uh, when the Statue of Liberty went underwater— uh, they have uh, Orange County Chopper that was there, was made out of the Statue of Liberty. It got flooded. So they sent it over to me to at my shop in Tennessee, and we repaired it. And they said, what, I charge them? I said, nothing. I don't, you don't get to work on a, on the Statue of Liberty very often. So <laughs> after I got it done, uh, they wanted me to dedicate it back to the Statue of Liberty. So I had a board meeting there, and so my, me and all my board members – from Copart was there, and uh, we dedicated it back. But when I got there, uh, 
I was used to getting in a cab in New York City. And it was always dirty, and, and they couldn't speak our language, and mm. it was a hard time finding something. And all of a sudden, this big, nice black SUV pulled up, and it was it was an Uber ride. And I said, how does this work? And, he, and so I kept jumping in the front seat and giving the Uber driver a third degree, saying, how does it work? Yeah. And I said, what a concept. I mean, no accounts payable, no accounts receivable, and you all work for yourself? This is cool. So that's when me and Greg said, well, why don't we lay out the same thing for handymen, but only in the small jobs. We don't want big jobs like uh, Angie's List or Home Advisors. We just wanted everything, something you could go in and do in an hour or two hours, mow along, clean a house, hang some pictures, move some furniture. So we, we come up with that idea. And uh, we've been rolling out uh, Tackle now for, uh, we took us a year to build a software. Mm-hmm. And then this July will be a year a year since we started, and we're in 500 cities now, and uh, people are accepting it really quick because there's a lot of people who want to work for themselves, and it's been a real success. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of put me back in the limelight um, of uh, working again, but I'm not working like I used to. I, I learned how to hire really good people and just kind of give them guidelines and let the new, a lot of young people, we brought a lot of young people in to, to, um, to, uh, because they understand the new apps and the new softwares and the new, mm-hmm. uh, the, the new the new way people thinks about the gig economy, mm-hmm. and uh, and we needed that because I'm I'm older and I understand the computer systems and I understand that because with Copart I have like five I think we're a little close to 400 programmers because we sell everything on the net so I'm kind of aware of it but I'm not aware of the new. Uh, youth that's that that's running the world today mm-hmm. and uh, so we needed the young people to be uh, running the company and that's what we're training them for now. For tackle. The tackle, the, yeah. The app. Yep. Okay, well. <laughs> you just gave me the whole rundown. I had some other questions. Yeah, okay. okay we're, we're breaking we're, down. We're, I went through it really quick. You did. You did. We have an hour. Okay. <laughs> I got plenty more. <laughs> it's all, no, no, I know you do. Well, it's, that's the app that you're talking about that is actually, um, it's, a, it's an app that, um, it's like a handyman app. It does all kinds of different things. I mean, I was, I was flipping through this app, Tackle, today. If you, if you go into the Apple Store, you could, you could type it in. You know, so I'm moving right now, and I was looking at, like, how the, the whole app looked, and I started digging around. And if you want a handyman to come and paint, um, I mean, you can get yoga lessons. Not that I do yoga, but she does. <laughs> I, um, do I mean, this, this app is amazing. It's, it's for anything. Anything you need, and it's it's also in what? How many cities is it? It's it's L.A. We're in, we're we in regions. We're regions. In, yeah, we're in. Uh, I think we're now in thirteen regions, with just just under six hundred cities in them regions. Because uh, when we say L.A., we're in L.A., but we're in Pasadena, and we're in Santa Barbara, and we're, we're in all the all. So we call them cities instead of regions because right. people need to know that we're there. Um, and we call it the 400. There's 400 jobs. It's pre-priced mm-hmm. uh, that you you already just go in and find it. Like the yoga lesson, I think I'm guessing now it's probably 50 bucks for 50 minutes uh, or something like that. So it's pre-priced, so you know what the people's going to charge before they get there, and then has a list of what they're going to do at your house. If it's a two-bedroom house, it it tells you everything they're going to do in the house and how it's going to cost, and they should show up within the hour. 50, 50% of our orders are somebody, I want them right now. I want them to show up within the hour. The other 50%, people are scheduling it for a two or three or four, five days out. But we have found out that 
There's a lot of little jobs that people can't do. If you're of my age, you don't want to climb on a ladder no more. So you will pay somebody, you know, $45 to come and change uh, 10 light bulbs for you. Because yep. if you fall and break your hip, they got to shoot you. You know, you, you're, you're, it's over with. So you don't yeah. take them, <laughs> you don't take them chances. Yeah, no, this, so. this, I, I, and we've, how many people have you heard of like older guys falling down? The, oh my this, gosh, so like, many. Just in the last yeah. year, we've heard like three people. Yeah. Yeah, it on the, on the stairs. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I yeah. tell my mom now, I'm like, mom, I'm like, no more no. Christmas lights. Like you're 60, you know, you ain't doing this stuff. No more. And they decorate the Christmas trees too. I mean, it's, it's so it's, they do everything. It's app. everything. Yeah. It's, Pets, it's all pre-priced. Pets, uh, moving, yeah. uh, dumping, uh, painting. I mean, uh, actually, believe it or not, when you said pets, we do a lot of animal waste removal. Mm -hmm. We do do we do a lot of cleaning up of backyards of animal mm -hmm. waste removal. You wouldn't think it. We just put it in there as a joke, but there's a whole <laughs> lot of people orders that. I've made millions. No. <laughs> I was gonna say you would love that. You I, I would. I, I would actually purchase. <laughs> that would be that. a luxury. Yeah, and, we, and you know, sometimes and a lot of our jobs uh, the 400 we call it came, has came from our customers. Uh, I give you a good for instance. Really, it was really kind of neat. We me we have Greg, five minutes too, by the way, before oh, break. I'll we're make good. it really quick. No, we're good. No. Uh, me and Greg, uh, we're sitting down. We're coming up with these 400 jobs. We started with 500, but we picked some jobs. We're kind of dumb, so we took them off. But we're down to 400. And I was sitting at the house on Saturday, and I told my wife, I said, Joyce, look at this woman did. And we didn't have a custom job at that time. She took a yellow scratch pad, and she wrote on it, go to Mother's Chicken at this address and pick up my order of chicken, take it to my backyard, and there'll be a bunch of kids there, put it on the picnic table, and, and, and wait for half an hour till they're done, and then clean it up, and you're done, and, and, and I'll pay $75. Hmm. And I said, well, that is really cool. And it disappeared in front of me on my phone. I said, well, somebody took it. So I said, this is cool, so we need to come up with a custom job. So I called. It was a girl in college, and I called her the next day. I said, how did that chicken run that you wrote on a yellow scratch pad work. She said, oh, it was really good. I went and got it, and I took it over there, and the kids ate it. I cleaned it up. I said, it looks like she gave you a $20 tip, too. And he said, she did. And I said, well, that's really good. I said, thanks a lot. So then I called the woman that had it done, and she was happy with it. But the, the moral of that story is then we came up with custom jobs mm -hmm. because you can't dream up of everything that somebody wants. True. Um, Right. And and so people are dreaming up their own jobs, and then they pick their price between fifty dollars and four hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and then it goes out for bid. And if somebody takes it at their price, then they show up and they do the work. That is amazing. So like we're moving, we can say, hey, come pick up, come come water the lemon and lime tree, <laughs> throw away the baby diapers, yep, <laughs> paint the ceiling. Wait, hold on, hold on. These are all your chores. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing is that somehow the chore list for the men disappears because yeah. they just tackle everything. Now. So who's that person that just showed up? Um, they're doing some stuff over here from tackle. <laughs> <laughs> no, this app is amazing, yeah. and it's spelled. It, how do you spell it? T A K L on the on the Apple Store. T A K L. Download this thing. Download it. Flip through it. I mean, it's it's amazing, and I love the the custom jobs. That's that's. That's an also amazing, um, amazing thing. Now I want to get back into this this whole app thing um, right after the break, and also I do want to talk about how you met your wife because that's something that we did. Um, we passed over through your story, yeah. And my my wife is here to to hear this this story yes. um, when we when we get back yes. from the break. But before before we go to the break, I want to plug. Um, if you know about the Whosoever's movement, maybe you just tuned in. 
what we do is we tour public high schools. We are in the L.A. area right now, so we're hitting all of Southern California. We've been branching out a little bit to uh, to the Vegas and Arizona area, somewhere where we, where we can drive. But our main focus right now is in Southern California. We're touring public high schools. We're giving the gospel out. We're doing lunch events. Um, if you want to know more about it or you would like us to come to your local high school, Please contact us at thewhosoevers.com um, to get more of our past shows or to catch up on any of the Shine Bible studies. You can actually go to uh, thewhosoevers.com or my personal website, ryan-reese.com, and that will give you all the past shows that you can actually you know, copy, paste, send out to your social media. People that are struggling with self-identity, maybe they have some faith questions. Uh, maybe they're just uh, dealing with um, some hard hard issues with, with addiction or different things. You could send out any of those uh, subjects. We cover all the different subjects um, every week on Saturday nights as we uh, just sit here and take calls. So we just thank you guys for, for tuning in. Also, uh, we have a, a five, I think it's a five or a six box set that's out. It's called Get Fired Up. It's a series of messages I did. Uh, destroy all gods. It talks about all the gods in our life that we allow, that we need to destroy so we can live that spirit-led life. I have the good life message. It's about the spirit-led life. Um, there's also the, um, what's what's the one where uh, living the impossible. Yeah. It talks about us going through infertility, about when we almost lost the triplets, when we were going through one of the hardest times in our life, but how God really spoke to me about um, about living the impossible, about we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So you can get any of these Bible studies at ryan-reese.com and we will be back right after the break in two minutes. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Is everything all right? Call now, 1-888-564-6173 or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. And we are back, and I have Angie Colossen in studio from I Am Second, and Willis Johnson for the founder of Copart, an author of Junk to Gold, and Tackle, the most amazing app on the Apple Store. T-A-K-L. T-A-K-L. Download it now and just flip through it. It's the most amazing app ever. It will help you do all that stuff you don't want to do. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm going to be uh, buying... Some of these. Yeah, you're going to get someone to do all your chores. I think I we di- need to work on diapers. This Can you add a diaper section <laughs> after we're done here? Okay, it's not fair. Uh, Willis, you haven't told us. You, you didn't tell us before the break how you know you were talking about how successful the the company is, but the one thing that I wanted you to talk about is how God was involved with Copart and it's in in your other companies and all the success because God was the, the 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 one that made it all happen. God made it all happen. I went to high school, so I, it was it wasn't my education, and yes. I started with a '59 Ford tow truck. And but the when we sold our house to buy the first auto dismantling yard that I talked about, mm-hmm. is the first thing we did when we acquired it. Me and my wife, we walked from all four corners of that five acres, and we dedicated it to the Lord. Did wait really quick. I think I remember you saying, "Did you you sold your house to get the tow yard?" I sold the house to use the down payment to buy the dismantling yard. So you put it all down, everything down, yeah. And we moved into a twelve wide, thirty foot long trailer house with three kids, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it, it was like Stanford and Son. We lived in a wrecking yard, mm-hmm. and it was a real junkyard. Uh, 
But we knew that uh, we was going to dedicate it to the Lord, and we did. And, and of course, we we laughed. And was, I don't think the Lord really wants a junkyard, but that's okay. We dedicated it to Him anyway, yeah. and He blessed us from the day on. Uh, when we first bought it, we was running thirty five hundred dollars a month. When we decided to go into uh, Chrysler Dodge and Plymouth, we started running thirty five hundred dollars a day, and then we spun the rest of the companies off of that. And today, Copart is uh, the largest salvage. Uh, auto salvage auction, uh, and we sell everything online around the world, and uh, we've got a market cap now on Wall Street of about $7 billion, about 6,000 employees, and they all know that we're a Christian-based company. Um, they all know that, um, and we have locations in the Arab Emirates, in Bahrain, in non-Christian countries, and they all know that we put up a Christmas tree there, and we're all Christians, and they understand that. Um, that that's what we are, and we that's what we stand for. Uh, it's the same thing when we uh, started Tackle. Um, all me and Greg and our wives and kids, and we all prayed around all four corners of that building too and dedicated it to the Lord. But the Lord's always blessed us. It's amazing when you turn turn your life over to the Lord and you turn you, your holdings and everything you have. It's not for him to give you money or nothing, but he, uh, the hardest thing for people to do, mm-hmm. and I've always said this, is to give up their money to the Lord. And it doesn't matter when he asks for tithes and offerings. That's the hardest thing for people to give up. And as long as you do your tithes and offerings to the Lord, he will always give back no matter what. If it's not money, it's health. It's a relationship with your family and your sisters and your brothers. And it's always, you get it back in so many different ways. But to give up the hard-earned money that you have is the hardest thing for people to do, but that's what keeps your ministry going. That's what keeps I Am Second going. That's what keeps the the whole gospel of the whole uh, United States, and we got to save the United States because if without the United States, we've lost the war, and it's a war out there. They're, mm-hmm. they're fighting Satan, and the only thing we can fight it with is the American gospel because we're sending out missionaries all over the world. No other country's doing that. And so if we lose America, we've lost. We've lost. And God gave us America. He gave us abundance of everything. And, and uh, it, that's how you're blessed when you, when you run a company and all the other companies that do business with you. Uh, give you another thing. Like I said, I bought a company every six weeks for 18 years. But when I walked out of them rooms just before I went ready to close the deal, I left the room and went and prayed. To not let this happen if it wasn't. And I'll tell you what, a lot of times I walk back in the room and they would change the deal on me. When they changed the deal, I just said, I walked out and said, I don't need it. And when I walked out of the deal, it went away. And later on, years down the road, I can look back and say, that was a good decision. Because if you're going to pray for his guidance, you got to take it. Yeah. That's good. That's great. That's some good stuff right there. Because I was just going to ask him, like, so how do you know when to take the deal or not to take the deal? But that's just. He'll always give you a sign. But when that rowboat comes by, jump in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's, he will always, if you ask for it, he'll give it to you. But don't be stubborn and just say, this is what I want and not what he wants. If you're going to pray for it, you need to, you need to do what he asks. And, and that sign will come. If it's not through your wife, it's through your kids or through the person you're dealing with. One way it'll come to you. That is so true. Chris, I know you have a question for him. Well, um, okay, I have a couple questions, but let's talk about your wife 
<laughs> I was reading your book a little bit, and um, I just think it was so sweet that after 10 days, you guys were engaged. And I just wanted to hear a little bit more about the story. Um, you know, how did you know she was the one? Well, I had just got back from Vietnam, and like I said, I had five sisters, and uh, they was uh, having—actually, it was kind of a unique deal when I met her. I, I got back, and uh, they had a ball game at the high school, so I decided to go over because, you know, I got drafted right out of high school, so I really hadn't grown up. <laughs> so mm. I decided to go back to the high school, and when I did, I, I was there, and I tripped over this young lady's foot, and she kind of gave me a dirty look, and I thought, hey— it was an accident and didn't pay no attention to it. So the next day was we was going to have a they was having a, a dress up party Halloween type party, and it was at my sister's house. So I went over there and I went with one of my other buddies that just got back from Vietnam, and um, we went in and and Glenn Cunningham he he was dancing with her and uh, and I said wow that's a good looking lady I said uh, how how did it go and he said wow I asked her if she'd go out and she said give her a call. And I go, okay, that's what he said. So I went over and asked her to dance. And so we danced and I said, well, what about maybe uh, me calling you about going out? And she said, well, give me a call. So the next morning at eight o'clock, I called her. In the morning? In the morning. She told me it was okay. So I called her. (laughs) And she she had had a a little daughter, my oldest daughter now, Reva. Mm -hmm. And she was just about a year and a half, two years old. And she had to go to the doctor. And I said, well, I'll I'll, I'll come over and pick you up. Give me your address. I'll run you down there. And she said, okay. I said, well, where do you live? She says, I live on Willis Avenue. That was it. I said, this is an omen. I'm. This is good. <laughs> so I, I went over and picked her up, and we just talked, and we went to Sam's Hoff Brawl, and we talked all day. We didn't get home till that evening. We just talked and talked and talked. And, and so I found somebody that would relate to what I wanted to do. And, which, and she believed me. I said, honey, I'm going to be rich one day. I'm going to work real hard. And she believed everything I said. And I thought, well, this is cool. <laughs> she believes what I say. So anyway, um, every morning I picked her up for lunch. And every evening uh, we went out somewhere. And we took Reba, the baby, with us and everything. And um, uh, about 10 days later, I went over early in the morning again. And she, remember back when women put these big round curlers in their hair? Mm-hmm. She had all her hair in these big round curlers. You know, looked like a Martian, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, come out to the car. And she came out to the car and I opened the glove compartment and I showed her a ring and asked her to marry me. Well, I'll back up a little bit. I had to go back to Fort Benning, Georgia. And I said, why don't you move back there with me? She said, well, I ain't going nowhere with nobody unless I'm married. Well, that was a hint to me to go get married. So I went out and got the ring the next day, <laughs> and I went that morning over and said, well, will you marry me and go to Georgia with me? She says, yes, I'll marry you. And I said, okay. <laughs> so she said, it surprised me that I asked her, but it was surprising. And she said, yes. So anyway, that's that happened, and this December we'll be married 50 years. Dude, that's <laughs> – 50 years. Closing deals. Yep. See, you were a deal closer from a story. long time ago. <laughs> 10 days. That's like, I mean, yeah. that's the shortest I've heard so far. I love that story. So <laughs> what advice, you know, can you give us married people out there and Ryan and I, you know, what, you know, what, what do you think you can impart? Any words of wisdom for us? Well, you know what? Some people are lucky to find the right mate. And uh, they got to believe in each other. And every deal I ever made, and I did buy a lot of companies and start a lot of companies, but every one of them, we talked about it. She's not a business-minded person, but her common sense is really good. And she always backed me because I sold her house 
two or three times to buy businesses, but she always trusted in what I did. But I always explained everything to her. We'd lay in bed a lot of times and talk until one and two o'clock in the middle of the night, and I'd be telling her what I'm doing, what I'm, and she would listen, and then she'd give me her comments. And sometimes I didn't like them, but it didn't matter. I listened to them, and usually I followed her advice too because she looked at it in a different way. And, and so we had a partnership. Even this new venture with Tackle, I mm-hmm. came back home because I'd been retired for five years. I said, honey, do you care if I go back into another business? And she said, yes, but it'd be your last, but you go right ahead and do it. <laughs> and so I, I always asked her permission to whatever I did, not on all the acquisitions, but as, as we went into new ventures, mm-hmm. I always asked it. And um, when we was going to go public, when we did our VC, raising money for VCs, I asked her, uh, we talked about it when we went public. We talked about it. Um, everything, when we went to Canada and we went to England, we talked about it. Uh, she didn't. It's not really about the right decisions. It's about being a partner mm-hmm. on everything you do. So, uh, And we did have some trials. Uh, my oldest daughter got into drugs when she was a teenager, and we had to live through that, mm-hmm. through drug uh, rehabilitation, mm-hmm. and uh, two or three times. Uh, but she's a good Christian lady now and has got my grandkids and my great-grandkids. And and she went through it really tough, and we had to go through that. But when we went through that, uh, we, we had a hard time because either one of us had been around drugs. And uh, well, our pastor, we talked to our pastor, and he says, you know what? you got to turn that daughter over to the Lord, and you guys got to stop butting in. You need to just turn her over to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so we went home, we prayed about it, and we turned her over to the Lord. And you know what? He brought her new husband into her life. He's the greatest guy, one of my best friends it is today. And he come out of the blue and uh, brought his three kids into our family and adopted her two sons. And uh, once we turned, turned her, we turned her life over to the, she was so bad that we won the two kids in court because we didn't want them around drugs. But as soon as she got her life straight, we gave them back to her. We, we didn't. We we just wanted to make sure that yeah, kids were good, yeah. and she was happy that we did it. But we, it, you know, the Lord's always. Every time we've ever asked for His help, I, we're amazed every night when we go to sleep mm-hmm. at how He's always blessed us all the time. Well, amazing. That's amazing. And you know, we have about ten minutes left in the show, maybe a little bit more. But there is something called second helping. Tell me about that. Second helping was we was putting uh, tackle together, and Angie, of course, is married to Greg, my partner, and uh, she was telling them about it. And uh, one of their gentlemen had dreamed up a new idea, and he come in and said, "Look, you guys are going all over the country, and you got this app. And at the end of the app, they ask for a rating, and if you want to tip the the provider, they said." Can we put like a donation on the bottom of it and the people can donate and it will go to the needy people in that area? I said, well, that's a cool idea. And then they said they would use some of the celebrities that would, like Mark Hamilton already said, okay. And they say, okay. And we put their face on it and say, I, I support Second Helping. Well, when that money comes in through the, through the donations like that, it goes back into the community where it's at. And like somebody, uh, say a lady that has a couple kids and she's lost her husband and she just needs some help. Uh, the pastor or they or the, or I am second can, uh, can send her $150, um, uh, credit credit to use mm-hmm. uh, um, tackle 
to get some chores done. I thought, well, that's a really cool idea. So anybody that's using our tackle platform, if they want to donate, they can. If they don't, if they don't, they don't have to. But you know, the people of America really wants to help the needy. Yeah. And they know that I am second is only going to give it to the needy. And, and so it's kind of like a, it goes back in and then we do the work for the people that really needs it. So it was a really neat idea that they came up with. And so we're rolling with it now. Hopefully in the next 30 days, we'll have it out. We've been doing a, a lot of programming because there's a lot of programming involved with that. And then we've already had quite a few churches that wants to be part of Second Helping uh, and then help their congregation. So, and then we had, we had a unique request from one church uh, that said, uh, we have a lot of people in our church, like 500 men mm-hmm. that would like to work for tackle, but they want all their earnings to go into second helping. That's cool. It's Boy, like a, that, it's a give back program. And, then, and that pastor gets to use that credit to all the people in his congregation to help them out. And so it's, it's kind of making a, a beautiful circle of giving, taking care of, and giving and taking care of, and handling a lot of little jobs. And two, like I said on earlier about um, when you when you want to give tithes and offerings, he even said, he says, I have a lot of young people that's barely making it, and they can't really afford to tithe, but the man or the woman can give an all-day Saturday to work for free to put money back into the church to give uh, to the needy. And I thought that was a cool idea, too. So anyway, it's kind of... it's. It's got legs. It's living on its own. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking about at the break how um, someone could get involved and work for Tackle. Yeah, the which was really good about Tackle is if you are just laid off and you need to make extra money, you sign up for free. And everybody's got different skills. One is you might be a good reader. and You want to go read a story to somebody in an old folks home, and that's what they want. Or they sing Christmas carols, or they decorate Christmas trees or, or whatever your skill is, you list all your skills. And so you can make money while you're laid off between jobs or you're an older person and you can't get a job because nobody wants to hire somebody at 50, 60 years old. And, but they can, they don't want to be a greeter at Walmart, but they want to do work because they're good at it. They can come and work whatever time they want through the middle of the day on weekends. So it's a, it's a big opportunity for people or students they can valet cars and stuff like that for that or wait tables or they can use their skills and they can do other things to work while they're in college. So it gives a lot of people extra ways to make money on their spare time. Mm-hmm. So where do people go to find out about it? Is there a website or is it just, yeah, it's, you just go to the app, download it's the app? It's all app. Okay. It, it, well, it's all app to download the app. Yep. And then we have a website for them to go through Lessonly, and that tells you how to treat a customer and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it tells you how to get signed up and sign in all your skills. And then it just pops up. If you're Say your skill at you're mowing lawns, you're a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And as soon as a lawnmower co- job comes within 30 miles of you, it pops up. And then you can see the picture of the lawn, and you know it's $50. You can say, yeah, I'll take it. And then you get in the line of the first six people that says it. So the customer gets to pick one of the six. Nice. And so you want a good bio, you want a five-star rating, and then you want to show up and do a good job for people. That's great. 
I mean, it's such a great app because, you know, you have all these different um, small jobs that people really need. You just, you know, something really quick or, you know, they don't really know how to find good people. And then not only are you getting your, you know, someone to, to do that job, but then you actually have the opportunity to help somebody else, right? And then all these churches, there's such a need. I mean, even with the whosoever's, we have so many people that are coming to us, you know, for little things here and there. And, you know, we're just like, just have to pray about it and figure out how we're going to, you know, get money for groceries for one lady or somebody in a rehab for another man. And so, you know, this is just a great, a great thing. F- I'm really excited about it. Yeah. The focus for Second Helping is the elderly, the veterans, mm-hmm. single moms, and then those that are in crisis, like, you know, sudden death, trauma, um, you know, someone falls off a ladder at work or, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. trauma illness. And um, so that's going to be the primary focus for second helping. The other thing I was going to say, because there's another need that tackle um, meets. It's the need of whenever Greg, um, my, my husband, Greg, he lost his dad at an early age. And so he, you know, there were a lot of things, everything from every time he went over to his mom's house, it seems like he was having to fix her remote, you know, a lot of, just a lot of technical things Mm -hmm. like, um, tech things that need, that older people need help with sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's not just climbing the ladders. And then Mm -hmm. I found myself to be a single mom, um, after going through a divorce and I had taught school for 23 years and, um, during that time, we moved to Nashville, and I found myself in a place where I could not be there for my kids and work. So had Tackle been around then, I would not have had to. I cashed in my teacher retirement so that I could be there for my kids. And had Tackle been around, I could have just logged in to work when I dropped them off at school. And, you know, I decorating trees cleaning houses, whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know why we're talking a lot about decorating trees. It's not even Christmas. But the point is that any skill set you have, yeah. you know, you can use. Folding and clothes. Folding clothes, clothes, whatever, you know, just blowing yeah. uh, blowouts. Yeah. Crystal, we can get a blowout <laughs> on Tackle. No, seriously. So, this app is, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to keep talking. Yeah, about. So, oh, Ron, you can get his hair blowed out, too. Yeah. I get yeah, my hair right, blowed yeah, out, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Willis has a heart for veterans because he served our country. Country. Yeah. And he, you know, so he has a heart for veterans. So no one ever has to be unemployed anymore, mm-hmm. ever. They can go to tackle and whatever skill set they have, they can use it. The other thing is that all needs can be met now um, just by pushing the button mm-hmm. and ordering a job. Then with second helping, it was just a perfect partnership mm-hmm. because. Um, you know, it just, once the story ends, then transformation begins. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. transformation begins, you start serving and you start helping and you start living second. So Tackle provides us a way to do that. That is amazing. That's great. That is amazing. And Tackle doesn't really use companies. We use individuals. Mm-hmm. So we're not really, we don't recruit companies to do it. And of course, we don't do nothing that takes a license or a permit. We just do all the little stuff, mm-hmm. all the small jobs. So it's just the everyday people, everybody's got different skills. So it's just it's just a, a way to let the individual make a little bit extra money if they want. And a lot of people are making their whole living at it. Really? And, yeah, they're just, they're, they're you know, they move four, four, five, six lawns a day. And they just, you know, they are clean two or three houses. And we take 
we take care of a lot of Airbnb houses. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. these Airbnbs, they need somebody to come in and clean the house. They need somebody to show up in an hour and clean a two-bedroom house and be in and out of there in two or three hours because right, somebody else is coming in. So we're, we've, we're starting to do a whole lot of Airbnb cleaning of houses, mowing their lawns, taking their mm-hmm. trash out. So it's uh, it, people are learning how to make a living off of it. And then they're, self, they're learning how to be self-employed because mm-hmm. once they do that, they're now they're self-employed. They can write off their pickup. They can write off all their equipment. They're just like a regular small little company mm-hmm. because they're self-employed. That is amazing. And these individuals are background checked and through their profiles so that, you know, people know that they're legitimate and that they do yeah, good work. Yeah, because we do the background check, but we know we have their bank account. We know where they live. We know everything about these people. So we've never had an incident so far. We've had, a, a, I would say damage-wise, I would say less than one-tenth of one percent of anything that goes wrong. And, of course, we cover the damage if they, like a scratched floor or a so they 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 broke a, a vase or something, but we cover it. Tackle pays for it, and we just we write the check and pay yeah, for I it. Yeah, I think and, that's important. And is we that cover, we cover any kind of damage they do, that's but good. we don't have that much. It's a real minor, minor. Uh, it, I thought it would be more, but everybody's trying to get a five star rating, mm-hmm. and they're working that's real hard true. to get that extra five or ten dollar yeah. tip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and 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 then go to the next job. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's great. Yeah. So as a provider, you're insured. Yeah, through so us. So that's important. That's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it's true because you don't want to mess up. And you then all of a sudden you don't get the stars, and you're not getting the service, and now you're not. Yeah, because people I, pick yeah. people by star ratings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, oh. we took a Uber right over here, and when she was getting out of the car just a minute ago, she said, "Make sure and give me a five star rating." <laughs> and she said, "No problem. You did. He was a cool guy, oh, but he good. asked for it because yeah. he knows that five star rating is very important." Mm-hmm. Yep. And on Amazon as well. Yeah. Sure. Very true. Well, I think we're uh, we're wrapping it up. We have a few minutes. If you. Uh, Oh. Want to know more about I Am Second? Go to IamSecond.com. Videos are amazing. Films, these short films. And get on the Apple Store and download Tackle. T-A-K-L. Download Tackle. And uh, for all those out there that want to know more about Willis Johnson, I would re- totally recommend picking up his book, Junk to Gold. It is a really good book and a lot of... Um, just a lot of good little tips and advice along the way. And I just wanted, before we ended, just to see if you had any, um, maybe just sharing one of the most important lessons you've learned in your life so in far. In two minutes. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a big talker. You could tell that. Huh? No, they just, t- they just gave me the cue. They said, You're, you guys are going off in two minutes. But I didn't um, want to close without that question. So, Well, I think the, the most is, is uh, be persistent when you have a dream. Follow the dream and be as persistent as you can because nothing's going to drive you more than to take care of your wife and family or if you're a woman to take care of your husband and and family and not just your direct family. You need to take care of your sisters and brothers and parents because parents do get older and they need help and you never know how things are going to be. So if you're persistent in what you're at, then you always got to look at the future and stuff like that and always, always give God the praise for everything you got. Uh, the day you don't do that is not it, then you're working for yourself and not for mm-hmm. for everybody else. And mm-hmm. right now, I have a saying: is if you take care of your pennies, your dollars will take care of yourselves. And if you take care of the company you work, your company, the company will take care of all your employees. So when I wake up in the morning, I only think about what I can do to make sure I can make payroll and 
take care of all the employees that I have because they all want to send their kids to college. They all want to buy a new home. And my job is to run the company, but it's how do I make enough profit to make sure they get their raises, they get their bonuses. That's what a CEO is supposed to do. And, uh, and when God's leading your company, it's really hard to fail because he'll always bring the answers to you. Even if it's in the middle of the night, he'll bring them to you. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Willis and Andy, for coming. And we're going to wrap show. up here. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah we enjoyed it. Thank you. Love you guys. Enjoyed it very much. Thanks. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.